awesome man of God. He is in the context that God is using him for this last hour revival that God is pouring out. Let's open our hearts and let him preach whatever God has put in his heart. How many of you right now as he's coming will lift your hands and say, God, I will receive what the word of the Lord you put in this man. Come on, let's talk to the Lord and let's give God permission to speak to us in whatever manner he wants to. Come on, Brother Mayo. Let's continue to praise him. Let's continue to exalt him. There are a lot of people that were in this altar here just 10 minutes ago, worshiping and getting an incredible touch of the Holy Ghost. And as I looked over this congregation, I thought... There's a lot more that need to be and will be. But let us never forget that it requires understanding. And once we've received understanding, then we can grant God our permission to do with us as He pleases. God never violates the power of an individual's permission. Hallelujah. I have greatly enjoyed being with uh, just, it looks about almost 24 hours, I guess, that I've been here. And uh, my dear friends, brother and sister, elder, tremendous people of God. And I want this congregation to hear me when I first stepped to this platform and my, what a, what a, you are so blessed with anointed musicians and mus- musical leadership. As the Holy Ghost moved across this congregation, listen, I don't say this kind of stuff for effect, but I see this church as a moving, growing machine for Jesus. You can't build a building big enough for what God wants to do with this church. Y'all better get ready. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. In the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. Matthew chapter number 12. Appreciate all the kindness of some of our dear friends. It's been such a long time since we have seen you and you've been so friendly to us. And then to meet the acquaintance of and see so many new faces and we're just overjoyed for what God is doing here. Firmly persuaded your greatest days are ahead of you. Amen. Matthew chapter 12 and verse number 43. I believe that when we get into this tonight, you're going to see that everything that has preceded this, at least to me, has validated the direction that I feel like the Holy Ghost has talked to me about in this service tonight. And uh, it just uh, it just sometimes is uncanny the way that God is able to um, verify and validate His direction. Matthew chapter twelve and verse number forty three. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, 
He walketh through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. Verse number 44, Then he saith, I will return into my house. From whence I came out, and when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he, and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in. I want to talk to us tonight about something worse than empty. Let's put our Bibles down and let's lift our voices in our hands and talk to the Lord tonight. Something worse than being empty. Come on, let's lift our voices like we were doing several moments ago. I love you tonight, Jesus. Not only is dunamis here, but the exousia of God is here. Unclean spirits fear the authority of the name of Jesus more than they fear the Holy Ghost. The authority of God is here to take dominion and to set free. Come on, let's praise Him again. Oh, there's liberating, there's liberating anointing here. Shake somebody's hand and say, I'm so glad you're here tonight. There's a lot of faces I've never seen before, and I'm delighted to meet your acquaintance. We're going to have a good time in God tonight. Whether this is your first time or whether this is your hundredth time. God bless you. You may be seated tonight. In this incredibly radical, everybody say radical. Radical. This is a radical portion of scripture tonight. It is part and parcel of a discourse in which... Jesus is explaining to those that accused him of casting out the devil through the power of the devil, Bilzebub, this portion of scripture that is notable, and I'm not going to give us a exegesis of this entire chapter, but this portion of scripture that we are reading from tonight is part of a contextually it's part of a larger explanation that Jesus is explaining to religious people of how deliverance comes and um, one of the reasons why it's so radical is because it is absolutely so rare in scripture there is no other place found in scripture that I can find where we get such an incredible description and are 
we are invited to listen to um, how an unclean spirit talks to himself, how he thinks, and how he interacts with other fallen spirits. I personally, and I'm still confessedly a student of the Word of God, like many of you are, but I know of no other place in the entire Word of God where we are given such a privileged view of uh, the, the world of darkness and how it interacts with humanity and they interact with um, one another. One of the very first revelations that comes to us from this portion of Scripture is that when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, whether it's cast out, whether it's washed out, or it can be commanded out, that this unclean spirit travels through what the Bible calls dry places. If you still have your Bible open, you can see with me in verse number 43, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, it, it goes on a journey. And the Bible says that he walketh through dry places. Um, this is um, an illustration of other um, places in the Bible that we can identify with, such as the wilderness or places that are barren. And this is more than just uh, phraseology that is placed here. What it really means is, is that unclean spirits are at unrest when they are not expressed through a human life. When they are not able to express uh, their unclean habits or thoughts in a human being that they are walking in what the Bible calls dry places, which also uh, means barren places, places of wilderness, places where they are not comfortable. They are, they are in a place where they have been driven out from being squatters. And they are, like the Bible says in the book of Job, they are traveling to and fro because they are... Um, they are not at ease when they are not either tormenting a human life or they are not influencing it uh, for evil. Uh, the entire spirit world tonight is looking for expression. It is looking for a mouth to speak through. It is looking for hands to use. It is looking for a mind to distort. It is looking for a heart to darken. But God is in this place to bring illumination, bring liberty. Well, some of you believe that. Some of you are already getting nervous. That's all right. That spirit's going to go tonight. I didn't come here to play no games. I came here to help get you free. I'll be on my way in a couple days. But everybody needs to be shouting. Everybody needs to be liberated. It's not the will of God for just some of us. It's the will of God for all of us to be filled with the Holy Ghost. God bless you. You may be seated. Not only is the very first revelation that he, this unclean spirit goes on a journey but the second revelation from scripture scripture is given to us that he will return make no mistake about it the spirits that once had 
some type of hold on your life will return. And um, this unclean spirit will always come back with a certain um, modus apparatus. He has a purpose for coming back, and that is to inspect from a spiritual perspective the condition of the house in which he was cast out. In this um, situation, an illustration that literally uses the illustration of a human being. Now Jesus also, and I'll be um, referring to this later, but Jesus is using this illustration by using this man that has an unclean spirit cast out of him to talk about and to illustrate the condition of the entire nation of Israel. We'll go back to that in a moment. But in this individual's life, not only is he free from an unclean spirit, but the spirit returns and notice, he does not check out whether you have a job. He does not check out whether you go to church. He does not check out whether you're paying your tithes. He checks out what's going on in your life spiritually. And then principle, we'll come back and check the condition on this in a moment. But the third revelation that we glean from this passage of scripture is that when he finds his former abode in a particular condition, he does not come against it by himself the bible tells us that there is a irrevocable undeniable law of this return of unclean spirits the bible says then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself now we'll I, I've looked at this and I've scratched my head and I cannot figure out for the life of me why he could have returned and not faced much resistance because of the condition of this, uh, this man's life. But he goes and gets seven uh, spirits more wicked than himself. We'll review that in a few moments. But the Bible tells me that he returns and comes back with seven spirits more wicked than himself. They enter in, they dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Now these are revelations from Scripture. They're not necessarily revelations uh, from the Holy Ghost. They are revelations that are in black and white. I'd also like us to go up to verse number 44 and find out exactly why he was able to gain access. And the very first condition was he found it empty, swept, and garnished. First of all, I want to talk about, we'll come back to the word empty, but I want to first talk about the word swept. It literally means something in the, in the Greek, the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation. Literally, it is interpreted as cleansed by brushing. Um, a manual human attempt at cleansing. For example, I'm just going to give you several illustrations that I believe might illustrate this point. It, it is a demonstration of a manual human attempt at reform. Uh, perhaps if you were a cigarette smoker, um, you purpose in your mind to quit smoking. Or you purpose in your mind to quit cussing. Or you purpose in your mind to pay your bills. Somebody said amen. Amen. 
the point is, it is a human attempt at reformation. And then the Bible says that he also came back and he found it garnished. The word garnished here literally means to, to decorate, to trim, to put in order. If you were somebody that was wearing um, scantily dressed in the world before you came to this church, you make a decision in your mind to maybe dress clean clothes as opposed to unwashed clothes. It is a reformation of clothing, trying to run a comb through your hair once in a while now. Oh, come on. Some of you know what I'm talking about. I certainly know what that's all about. Uh, perhaps the individual that used to uh, uh, take a bath every once every three days decides I'm going to take a bath once a day. It is a human reformation of trying to put their life in order on the exterior. But that's not enough for these spirits to gain access. Although they are indicators. The thing that was the greatest open door to this individual was the fact when the spirit came back, he found it empty. The word empty means more than just having nothing, no contents or uh, nothing in a container. It literally means to be vacant as if on a vacation, to be at ease, to take it easy. It means to be unattended unoccupied, not prepared. I want to tell you tonight that no matter who you are, no matter where you are, the unclean spirits that used to have control of your life are going to come back. My question to you is, what are they going to find when they come back? Are they going to find you in a suit and a tie, but not in the prayer room? Oh, I'm preaching now. You can shout till this ceiling bounces up and down. But if you don't have anything on the inside, you've got a vacancy sign around your neck. Come on, let's give the Lord praise. We're going somewhere tonight. Hallelujah. There is something worse than being empty. And it literally means to be filled with the wrong things. You see, Satan is drawn to emptiness. Um, in the parable that's found in Luke chapter 8 and several other places, the harmony of the Gospels, you will see in the parable of the sower of the seed that all an individual had to do was come into close proximity and be on the receiving end of the Word of God. And the Bible said that the fowls of the air... They came and they, they took the seed out of him, lest he believed and be saved. You're in danger tonight by just being in proximity to the Word of God. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. You see, religious environments are a breeding ground for satanic interaction. In our text that we read to you tonight in Matthew chapter number 12, the Jews that were to be the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy and should have been on the receiving end of Abraham's promise of not only being the inheritors of real estate, but also those that could have within their grasp the stars of the sky. They rejected their Redeemer. And Jesus used this illustration 
illustration talking about a man that had an unclean spirit cast out and he said so shall it be under this wicked generation being religious is not enough having the right garments is not enough having the right washings and ceremony is not enough you got to have God on the inside all the way let me preach to somebody back there it's not good enough to be in the building you're in danger being in the building hallelujah Jesus walked into his synagogue in Mark chapter number 1 and began to expound out of the word of God and there was a man in that synagogue that had an unclean spirit and he shouted out of that man and said leave us alone what have we to do with thee don't tell me that somebody couldn't be sitting here tonight with an unclean spirit that man had walked in that synagogue for years and sat on that old pew and it wasn't until the authority and the power of God came in contact that that unclean spirit came out There was a man in John chapter number 5. Jesus healed at the pool of Bethesda. said, rise, take up your bed and walk. And when the man could walk, he did the right thing by going to church. And when Jesus found him in church, he said, behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more. Lest something worse come upon thee. It's not enough to just go to church. It's not enough to just go through the motions. You've got to have the Holy Ghost. You that are visiting with us tonight, it's not enough to just be sitting here. We're not satisfied with that because we know the other side of the coin. You can be shouting too. You can be dancing too. You can be free too. Oh, come on, let's praise him tonight. Let's let the unclean spirits know they're in trouble tonight, church. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm glad everybody's here tonight. But I want you to know that you are in at the same time. There is a strange dualism that's here in this building tonight. Not only is this the safest place to be in this city but at the same time it's the most dangerous place a human being can be in this city I've seen people in the church pastor elder that absolutely were raised in Pentecost and raised around the church that absolutely had no connection, prior connection whatsoever with adultery, fornication, and uncleanness, and homosexuality, and all that stuff. And all of a sudden, somewhere, it just appears. And the cover's pulled off. And you're saying, my God, I didn't know that problem was there. 
Where did that problem come come from? What you have to understand is when you're in a revival church, the same unclean spirits that's being washed out of new converts is looking for some old boy sitting on the back row that don't want to move and don't want to shout and don't want to lift his voice and don't want to lift his hands and don't want to pay his tithes and don't want to love God and don't want to go on outreach. The devil don't want to go out there. The devil can stay in here. Come on, somebody. Let's praise him. Everybody needs to get free in this place tonight. God is no respecter of persons. Somebody needs to make it up in their minds. I'm going to shout tonight. I'm going to lift my hands tonight. It don't matter what that voice says. I'm going to do it anyhow. Come on, let's praise him. Come on, let's start a praise blaze here tonight. Hallelujah. I was in a revival. God bless you. You may be seated. I was in a revival as an evangelist uh, several years ago. And, and uh, there was a young lady that came in that revival. In fact, you're gonna, you're gonna. This was at your, this, this was at your father's church, and um, there had been some, uh, some young men that were in that church, and in the course of that revival, there was a, a, a biker, a biker chick. I guess that's the only thing I know to call. Her. I'm not trying to be disrespectful tonight, but uh, a biker chick that now became a saint. That's all right. I used to be a heavy metal rocker, but now I'm a saint. The devil wants to make you what you was, but God wants to make you what you will be. Come on, some of us need to serve notice on that old, unclean, lazy, foul, filthy spirit. I've had enough. Come on, somebody clap your hands. Come on, I feel him getting nervous tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. And in the course of that revival, that, uh, that young lady was baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. And I'll never forget, well, one night, Brother Elder, we were standing around just having, just chatting after service and in the glow of the Holy Ghost and my wife, who's very perceptive, you know, they usually are. She told Pastor Elder, his, his father and myself, while we were standing there, she said, that guy is going to try to get that girl. And, uh, well, after, I don't know, we were there for three, four weeks, whatever it was. Several months later... Pastor Elder's father called me up and said, your wife's a prophet. And I said, well, what do you mean? He says, that guy focused in on that young lady and left his wife and his children and took her and went across town to a charismatic church and married her. 
Now I want to tell you something, folks. These unclean spirits that come off of people, they do not want to have to go outside of this building. If they can find a willing, they are parasitic. If they can find a host that unknowingly and unwittingly never even will know that they're there because they don't pray deep enough to know something's different. They don't fast long enough to know something's different. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, it's time tonight that everybody in the building, hallelujah, get rid of it. Hallelujah. Cast it out and cast it down and put it under your feet so that we can have a revival. From the front to the back, let's praise him. That old lousy, lazy spirit has got to go. If it's a spirit of laziness, go out and get a job. If it's an unclean spirit, get holy. If it's a spirit of hate, get the spirit of love. If it's a spirit of fear, get the spirit of God. Come on, somebody clap your hands and give him praise. Hallelujah. Let's praise him again. Let's praise him again. He's moving. He's moving right now. Holy Ghost is moving through here right now. That spirit of adultery and fornication is working on your mind, sir. Trying to tell you what you... I just want to experiment. I just want to see what it's like. I'm telling you, you need to cast it out. You need to say, you know what? I am not going to give up what I've got. I am not going to let go of what I've got. That is an unclean spirit. You may have never had it before. It may have come off of a visitor. But now it's trying to get on you. Not only is this the most dangerous place because we believe that these spirits can be cast out. We really believe that God gives man the authority over the spiritual realm. I believe the reason why this unclean spirit went and took seven spirits worse is because Satan wants to turn you into a trophy of hell. The trophies of hell are not going to be prostitutes and AIDS patients. They are not going to be ugly politicians with subliminal thoughts and motives. They are not going to be men that men of wickedness like Saddam Hussein. But the trophies of hell are going to be people that were in proximity that could have been delivered, that could have walked away. That could, come on, I'm preaching right now. Hallelujah. The trophies of hell are not people that are walking out there in that world or sitting on a bar stool. Hallelujah. The trophies of hell are going to be people that heard apostolic preaching like this that could have been saved that could have been delivered that could have been free that could have been cleansed that could have made it to heaven that could have been
preacher that could have been a missionary. They wouldn't get rid of the uncleanness. Oh, God, help me tonight. Lift your hands and pray. God, help us tonight. Help me to see. I'm not going to be a trophy of hell. They're not after a ball player tonight. They're after an apostolic child of God. They're not after some rock star somewhere on a stage lifting himself with self-exaltation. He wants somebody that knows what it means to exalt God. But we're not going to give him any room tonight. We're going to praise him out. We're going to cast him out. We're going to worship him out. Somebody needs to worship him out. Let everything that have breath. Come on, somebody. You need to cast that spirit that says, I ain't going to do it out. If you can't do it, who's in control? Come on, praise him. If you can't praise God, you need to ask yourself why. If you can't lift your voice, you need to ask God why. If you can't clap your hands, all ye people, you need to ask yourself why. Come on, it's moving. Come on, let's keep it up. If you can't shout, you need to ask yourself why. If there's a voice that's telling you it's ridiculous, you don't have to do that. I rebuke that spirit in Jesus' name. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Come on, somebody. Just remain standing if you want to. Not only is this the most dangerous place on earth because of the incredible spiritual atmosphere that's created here. There is, it, there is an incredible spiritual dynamic that happens in an apostolic church that does not happen in any other environment known to man. Because people are actually washed and people are actually forgiven and people are truly delivered and people are truly healed. But what makes a person spiritually contagious is Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, week in and week out, you remain empty. Not only is this the most dangerous place, but it's the safest place because all the fullness is in the house. The answer to emptiness is fullness. Come on, if you want fullness, clap your hands. If you want fullness, lift your voice. If you want fullness, talk to God. God's no respecter of persons. He wants that unclean spirit off you more than you want it. The very first act of God in the church 
They were all with one accord in one place. Notice, hold on. No division. No beachhead for the enemy. Not one person suffering from an unclean spirit. And they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled. Here we go, folks. The cure for emptiness is to be filled. Not half full. Not quarter full. Not, oh, I can feel Jesus. Full of the Holy Ghost. It's the only cure against an unclean spirit. Not only, this is the very first act, and if you'll study biblical hermeneutics, which has three rules of hermeneutics, is number one, it's always contextual. Number two, it's always, there's the rule of first usage. And number three, there's the frequency of usage, which tells us this is the way God does it. This is the way he will always do it. And if he did it before, he'll do it tonight. Come on, let's get the Holy Ghost in here so everybody can get delivered. Praise Him. Lift your voice. Lift your hands. Lift your eyes. If you walk out of here with an unclean spirit tonight, it's only because you wouldn't cooperate. Come on, they give it to a football game. They give it at a rock concert. They give it at political rallies. But God alone is worthy. Hold on a second. When the place where they were sitting was filled with the Holy Ghost. Some of them were filled. The choir was filled. The platform, the bathroom was filled. Sunday school was filled. You in the back, they were all filled. That's God's ideal for the church. Somebody clap your hand to praise him. I feel it building. Come on, praise him. Come on, make that unclean spirit nervous. Make that spirit of laziness nervous. Make that backslid spirit nervous. Hold on a second. I'm almost done. I never will forget. I want to tell you something. When I came into a church like this 18 years ago, I thought y'all was crazy. See, that's what the unclean spirit wants you to think. These people are nuts. They're not nuts. They've got a sound mind. They were all filled. It's the only cure for emptiness known to man. It's the only cure for the devil that will come. And I'll never forget. 
Man, I was in Sacramento in a, out of a heavy metal band out of San Francisco, and I was trying to put a solo project together. And my brother asked me, do you want to go to a Pentecostal church? And I said, no, I ain't ready to get religious. And I looked at him and I said, what are you, some kind of holy Joe? And he sat down and gave me his testimony. And in the middle of his testimony, Pastor Elder, he lifted up his hands and started speaking with other tongues. You listen to me. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When my brother, my brother and I used to do drugs, and we smoked our first joint together. We did drugs together. We robbed together. We did everything together. Now, you listen to this. Because there's people here tonight that have had the exact same thing happen to them. And I'm reaching for you tonight. When my brother lifted up his hands and I seen the power and the demonstration, there was a voice in here that said, that's what I'm looking for. I want out of this prison. Get me out of here. Those unclean spirits of bitterness and hatefulness and self-abuse and, and ungodliness of every manner and shape. Made excuses why I couldn't go to church. And I'll never forget my first visit to a Pentecostal church that looked like a little house on the prairie. I thought, my God, I can't hang with this group. I, I just come out of trying out for Quiet Riot, and you guys are trying to get me to join Little House on the Prairie. I don't know if I can hang with this crew. But when they lifted their hands and lifted their voices, that old unclean spirit said, Oh my God, I'm on the way out of here. This is not for you. This don't look normal. This is insane. This is not right. This is not what you should do. This is not God. This is not God. This is not God. Come on, somebody. And that spirit, hold on a second. That spirit has already talked to people here tonight saying it's not God. And that's exactly what the Jews did to Jesus when he gave them the illustration that this is how an unclean spirit goes. They said it's of the devil. Because the unclean spirit knows if I'm going to stay in the house, I got to get him as far away from Christian growth center as possible. If I can't keep them from going, I'll keep them from lifting their hands. I'll keep them from repenting. I'll keep them from getting baptized. I'll keep them from getting full of the Holy Ghost. I'll keep them from paying their tithes. I'll keep them from obeying. I'll keep them from being responsible. I'll keep them from doing righteousness. Come on, church, let's clap our hands. Give me a break for a minute. Praise his name. My God, I feel something good here tonight. The Holy Ghost has filled all the house. Now, I was just about ready to give up on my pursuit for God. I told my brother, I said, now this is, this is where this unclean spirit works, folks. 
I started thinking about everything that was going on in that building. And I started thinking about how outlandish, even though they did the same thing to us when we were on stage. I didn't get it. That's the deal. The devil doesn't want you to connect the dots. The devil doesn't want you to get it. I got a phone call one night. Said, Rick, there's another church just started in Sacramento. It's called the Rock Church. I said, well, where's it at? He said, it's in South Sac. Da, 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 da. This is how you get there. I said, all right, I'll be there Sunday. I never will forget this as long as I live. And Christian Girl Center, please hang on with me. I'll never forget climbing in my brother's roadrunner with a cigarette in my lips. And I turned to my brother and I said, I feel something different today. I don't know what it is, man, but I feel something different. You know, we were, he- I was heavy metal. Every other word was bleep. Man, I bleep, feel something. I couldn't talk to mom without saying, well, mom, bleep did this and we were fixing to do that. It's unclean. That's the proof. When you, when you live in a dirty house, it's unclean. It's the proof that there's something unclean. Oh, come on, somebody. Boy, I hit something right there. We got a little bit further down the road. I got rid of that cigarette, man. I lit up another one. I said, man, I don't know what it is. I feel something different about today. We pulled up in that little cul-de-sac. It was, they started in, in a warehouse, commercial warehouse. They didn't even have these nice, uh, these nice vents. It was just that, just that stuff hanging out. And I, I walked in there and they had folding chairs and it was crummy carpet. Everything was crummy. I mean, it just wasn't high quality. It wasn't, they, they were going through a billing program. They knew they weren't staying there. But I, I was walking in thinking, well, man, what, what kind of deal is this? When I walked in that building... It was like the Holy Ghost said to me, you're home. Now you stay with me. God has already got people in Pueblo that he, he plans on sending here. But he's only going to send them here if they can get delivered. God don't want to see no more people get hung up with unclean spirits. He wants them to get off and stay off. When you love the Spirit of God, and you love the Word of God, and you love the man of God, God can trust you and send you anybody. Send you the mayor. Send you a drug addict. Send you an alcoholic. Send you a deadbeat dad. Send you a family. Send you ten families. Because they're going to get clean. And when I walked out of that church, I'm convinced of it. That because I had given myself, I went back that night. And I went to the altar that night with my brother. I looked at my brother, old brother Jeffrey. I said, you know what? I'm getting ready to go to the altar, man. He looked at me and said, come on, man, I'll go with you. I'm telling you, as I was headed for that altar, the devil was wringing his hands. He was making his last plea for me. He said, no, don't do it. It's not fun. It looks plain. It's boring. Oh, and I got the Holy Ghost. He is a liar. Come on, somebody. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. It's peace. It's righteousness. It's glory. It's power. It's wonderful. It's illuminating. It's for you. Give it praise.
Let's praise him again, everybody in the house. Just lift your hand. Come on. If they can cuss his name, surely you can praise him. If the world can put him down, surely you can lift your voice. Surely you can lift a hand. What's keeping your hands down? Everybody praise him. You're free tonight. Praise him. All right. There's some of you that are fixing to get free tonight. I want to tell that unclean spirit bye bye. This is your last time in that life. to your neighbor and say he's going tonight turn to somebody else and say he's leaving this church tonight God's going to bring him in from the north, from the south from the east, lengthen the cords of thy tent, it's fixing to happen Okay, come on. All right. All right, mama. Keep one hand, one foot on the gas, and one foot on the brake. And we're fixing to find what this baby will do. Can you guys in the back feel the Holy Ghost? Can you, with the glasses, can you feel the Holy Ghost? You back there, can you feel the Holy Ghost? I don't know who you are, I'm gonna call you my brother because I see you as my brother. You, can you feel the Holy Ghost? Back there in the red striped shirt, can you feel the Holy Ghost? They were all filled when it filled the house. Okay, we just punched the gas. Now let's kick the brake. Okay. When the Spirit filled the house, they were all filled. Everybody said all. All. Filled. And began to speak with other tongues. Do you know what speaking in tongues does? I know what it says in 1 Corinthians 14. I know what it says in John 3, verse 8. What the Holy Ghost does when he fills you. I'm not talking about, I feel Jesus. You can feel Jesus and go to hell.
Well, I called on the name of the Lord. Go ask Seth in Genesis 5. They still died in the flood. That ain't enough. When they were filled with the Holy Ghost, the spirit that was in them said to the unclean spirits, I'm now filled. Come on, somebody. The only cure from ever having that unclean spirit get a hold of you is to be full. It's time for everybody to get full tonight. Whatever your excuse is, it ain't good enough. Whatever your excuse is, it's no good. Whatever your excuse is, it's what the devil wants. Everybody needs to get full, 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 full of the Holy Ghost. Holy, 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 holy. Ghost, 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 ghost. After I was baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. Man, I feel a shikamoshai all over me tonight. Mm, I feel a black preaching spirit getting on me. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm talking about tonight? When I came to God, I was dying of hepatitis type B. I didn't know it because I had an incubation period. Had alcoholic symptoms of the liver. God got me a job. The first thing God ever did after I got saved was God got me a job. Because an unclean spirit is a lazy spirit. An unclean spirit is an irresponsible spirit. You don't need welfare if you got God. I curse that spirit. It's a breeding ground for uncleanness. Oh, I touched something tonight. God wants to bless you so you can go out and tell everybody else. You don't need welfare. You need God. Come on, somebody shout. My God, that's right. I had hepatitis type B. I was on a job and a black guy was working with me. said, hey man, your eyes are yellow. I said, what are you talking about? He said, go look in the mirror of that car. I went over there and my eyes were as yellow as a chicken leg. I went to a little free clinic on the way home. They took a blood test. The guy said, if this is positive, in about two weeks, you're not getting off your back for three months. See, when you come out of the world, it sometimes comes in degrees. And that unclean spirit was hoping with every little hurdle that I had to go over. He was thinking, well, this is my chance to get him again. He didn't know I had the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost had me. And I loved it. I love the Holy Ghost. Can't live with that. And so there, right after I was diagnosed with this dreadful, I had 70% chance of dying. I lost about 40 pounds. Was so skinny, had to use a walker to get around. And uh, there was, a, there was a, a brother in the church that took me in. He said, listen, he said, man, I, I just got a humble little place over here. It's a one-bedroom apartment, but I'll take you in. And however long it takes, man, we'll do everything we can to see you through. And, and uh, he said, you can just stay on my couch here, sleep on the couch. And so I was li- still living out of cardboard boxes at that time. And I just took all my cardboard boxes over there and just began to hang out there. I wasn't going anywhere soon. And one night, Pastor Elder, 
he was gone somewhere on a job. He worked in sales. I was laying on that couch, and the lights were out. I was just about ready to fall asleep, and all of a sudden, I felt something in that room. And I thought, my God, I've never been that afraid in all my life. And I looked over out of the corner of my eye, and it was in the shadow between the wall heater and the door jam. It was a shadow there, and I knew he was there. And the more that I became aware of the presence of that unclean spirit that was taking Rick Mayo to hell, I froze. I couldn't move. I have talked to people all over this fellowship that went through this. I laid there on that couch. And he was trying to overtake me with fear. The only thing that I could do. Jesus. 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 And my dad walked in and said, get out. He ain't yours. And he's never been back. Now I'm preaching to some of you tonight. That unclean spirit is going to come back. And he's going to try to get you. He's going to try to get your husband. He's going to try to get your kids. He's going to try to get everything he can. It's time for everybody in the building tonight to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay, real quick here. How am I filled with the Holy Ghost? The very first prerequisite to being filled with the Holy Ghost is repentance. Repentance is very simple if your mind is made up. Repentance is not an overview of your entire life, categorizing and cataloging every sin you've ever done. It is you confessing that the direction of your life is self-made. It is selfish. You are self-absorbed. You are self-willed. You're not a bad person. You're just in sin. And you say, God, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I don't want to walk that direction anymore in my life. I want to live for you. Forgive me. We're talking about people getting free from that unclean spirit tonight. Somebody. The reason why the angels rejoice over one sinner that repents. You say, well, he hasn't been baptized yet. You know what? The angels rejoice over direction. As long as you're moving in the right direction, God says, I'm happy about that. Keep on keeping on. They need a praying church. They need a preaching pastor. They need someone that will be a bridge. Come on. I'm preaching to you right now. But if they're headed in the right direction, they're going to get free. If you will repent of your sins, that is the only prerequisite to receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, when we look at the book of Acts, you will see that people were baptized before they got the Holy Ghost and people got the Holy Ghost before they were baptized. Either way, you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. There are some people here tonight that desperately need to be made free. And if you're willing to repent, God will fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come on, church, help me out right now. There is another group of people that I will address quickly, and then we will move on and make an altar call. There are another group of people that have started to come to this church, and direction is important. 
But since you're this close, you might as well come all the way. It's no good to see in the bleachers when God wants to put you on the field catching that, catching that long shot in your life and you're saying, God, this is unre- God wants you to do it. He wants you to star in it. If you will repent, God will fill you with the Holy Ghost tonight. And then you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. The entire church standing right now, please. Let's lift our hands one more time and let's exalt Him. Let's exalt Him tonight. God is prepared to have all the fullness enter every vessel that's here tonight. Every vessel that's here tonight needs to be filled with oil. Overflowing with oil. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Come on. The only cure for the unclean spirits is fullness. And God has provided that for us. If you're here tonight and you would like to be set free, I'm inviting you to come and stand across the front of this altar tonight. Come on, we're going to take some time. We have some visitors here tonight. I have been in your shoes. I am telling you. I am telling you. I am pleading with you. It will be the most important steps you'll ever make in your life. It will be the most exciting thing, the most intoxicating thing, the most fulfilling thing that's ever happened to you. Church, I'm asking you to turn to somebody and invite them to come. Come on, don't be bashful. That's good. Just play a little. Just play a little. Come on. Let's spend a couple minutes here. Hallelujah. If you want to be free tonight, this is your altar call. There's nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing to be afraid of. God is going to rebuke the fear out of your life. Come on, just line up across the front. don't kneel just yet please just remain standing let's just remain standing come on they're continuing to come God's going to set you free tonight come on they're still coming I'm now asking the church I'm asking for one person that has the Holy Ghost to come and stand in front of every single person that's seeking the Holy Ghost in this altar tonight. Come on, they're still continuing to come. God wants to set you folks free back there. God wants to set you free tonight. God's got something for you tonight that's so powerful. I'm asking everybody that's got the Holy Ghost that believes that someone's going to get the Holy Ghost to stand in front of somebody. Hold on. Okay, we got everybody covered. 
If you're standing in front of them, I want you to be as a verbal guide for them. You're not going to repent for them. You need to do your own repenting. God, forgive me. God, forgive me for walking my own direction, walking my own way in life, being selfish and self-absorbed. I am now giving my life to you from this night forward. God, forgive me. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray. We have direction now. Let's pray. From the bottom of your heart, pray. God, I don't want to live with this a day longer. I don't want to live another day with emptiness. I don't want to live another day with sin. I don't want to live another day with the devil. I don't want to live another day with shallowness. I don't want to live another day with torment. God, forgive me. Oh, I feel something happening. Something's breaking. That's it. Come on, get thorough. Get it all out. Get it all out in Jesus' name. God, forgive me. God, I don't want to go on like this. I want to live the rest of my life with Jesus. you to lay your hand on their head and begin to praise God. Everybody that's in this altar, begin to praise God. Let it go. That's it. It's right there. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. Speak it out. Speak it out. That's the Holy Ghost. Come on, church. They're getting it.
trying to turn me around. I'm determined to stand my ground. I can do it. I can do it. Baptize me with the Holy Ghost. Be filled right now. In the name of Jesus, be filled right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, be filled right now. She's getting the Holy Ghost over here right now. Sister Naomi's getting the Holy Ghost right now.
Jesus name Holy Ghost in Jesus name Holy Ghost in Jesus name Holy Ghost in Jesus name church it ain't time to quit pressing God's gonna deliver somebody else come on the unclean spirits got to go in the name of Jesus the unclean spirits got to go come on let's lift our voices to God everybody in this house Let's lift our voices to God. Everybody in this house. Come on, don't back off, don't back 